name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I love Palm Sunday in the Chaldean Church because it's such a beautiful time. It's such a joyous time. So can we get some halal right now for Jesus? Hello. Wow. I was on the east side for three years, you know, so I'm really proud of you guys. West Siders can do hello too, okay? Congratulations. It's such a, a beautiful thing in our culture to, to do this. Um, and actually, Halhole comes from the word hallelujah. It's a, it's a word of rejoicing. It's a word of, of giving praise to God. And it's such a beautiful thing in our culture. And I love that we can have that, especially on Palm Sunday. And it's so interesting because we're about to enter into the, one of the most whole, the holiest week of the year and a time where our emotions are going to change very quickly. That we go from rejoicing in God to mourning our God who has died for us to rejoicing again. It's like a roller coaster of emotions, right? And I think it's a, a beautiful thing that we can really enter into if we allow ourselves to do that and, and really receive so much grace that God wants to give us. And so on this Palm Sunday, what we see are people as Jesus walks in. And what I love is what the Bible calls Palm Sunday. So the Bible doesn't call this Palm Sunday. The Bible calls this day Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem. Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem. It's such a deep title to what this day actually is. Jesus' triumph. Jesus has come to conquer. Jesus has come to win the battle. And that's what we are excited about. That's what we are celebrating. That He's come to conquer sin and death. He's come to conquer our very struggles, our weaknesses, the things that cause us to live in darkness. Jesus has come to win that battle and to fight it for us as well. And that's our joy. And so as He's walking into Jerusalem and the people see Jesus... They're screaming and shouting, Hosanna in the highest, Hosanna to the Son of David. And with joy, they're exclaiming this. With joy, they're shouting this. But what's so interesting is that five days from now, the crowds are going to be shouting something totally different. It's no longer Hosanna in the highest, but in five days, the crowds will be screaming, Crucify Him! Crucify Him! How do we go from rejoicing and praising this Jesus to all of a sudden, we want you dead? We don't want you anymore. So I've been praying about that specifically this week. What happened? What changed? What changed from this praise of Jesus, this glorifying Jesus, this worship of Jesus, to we hate you, we reject you? And we wish you were dead. I think one of those things could be that some people were very much angry at Jesus. Because these people knew very well who he was. They knew the healings that he did. They knew the miracles he performed. And I think some people were probably angry that he didn't heal them. Some people were angry that he didn't perform a miracle for them. And this is very clear in the scriptures because there are towns and villages that Jesus went to and he said, I'm sorry, but I cannot perform a sign here because of your lack of faith. And so people may have been angry at this miracle worker not working a miracle for them. And now they wanted him dead. I think another thing is 
People thought that Jesus' teachings were too hard. John chapter 6, he's preaching about the body of Christ, the Eucharist, that you have to eat the flesh of Christ, drink his blood if you want to have life. And the people say, this is too hard. And they leave him. And so people wanted him dead because his teachings were too hard to understand. And lastly, and this is probably one of the most interesting ones, is many people were bribed by the Pharisees to put Jesus to death. This is real. It doesn't say this really in the scriptures, but we know that there were many other areas where the Pharisees bribed people to do certain things. One of those very first things was Judas. Judas was paid silver to betray Jesus. And then after Jesus rose from the dead, the Pharisees bribed the soldiers. They paid the soldiers to tell people that his disciples came and stole his body because they didn't want the resurrection to get out there. And even when Jesus was being accused before the Sanhedrin, before the Pharisees and the chief priests, when he was being accused, many people were bringing testimony before him, and the scripture is clear. Many of those testimonies were false, and they could not find any testimony that was true. The Pharisees very well may have bribed people to come and to scream, crucify him. And people were distracted by this money that they changed their very stance on Jesus and who he was. My brothers and sisters, we can very easily fall into the same things. We can be angry at God because he's not giving us what we desire. Because God is not answering our prayers. Because God is not healing the person that we are praying for. Or he's not healing me. That every single time I come before him, I'm praying and praying and praying. And I'm going to Mass and I'm going to confession, but nothing's happening. Nothing's changing. And it's very easy for me to be angry with God in that. Or I can be very much comfortable in my life. I'm comfortable with my life, with the freedom that I have. I'm distracted by this life that I don't really want to be fully committed to God. I don't really want to follow God completely. Because one of those things which is very clear is coming to Mass every single Sunday. That's not a commandment just because we want you to put money in the collection, okay? The commandment to come to Mass every Sunday is to worship God. To give reverence to God. To show love to God. Because we are his creatures and he is the creator. I don't know about you, but I didn't wake myself up this morning. You didn't wake up yourself this morning. Maybe your ten alarms did, right? But God did. God is the one who woke us up. God is the one who gave us a second chance. A second day to live for him. And the least we can do is come to this worship come to this altar and give praise to him. At the end of the day, what I think needs to happen in order for us not to fall into this praising God and then immediately denying him and rejecting him. Because that can happen very easily. This is how the devil works. That we, one minute we can be so close to God and we can love him and serve him with our whole hearts and then the next we've forgotten who God is to us. What's required is radical discipleship. We need to be radical disciples, which means that we aren't just on the sidelines. We're not just sitting on the bench 
But we are disciples who are fully in, who are fully committed to God. You know, when Jesus was walking into Jerusalem, the people laid on the ground their garments and branches, olive branches. Jesus does not want us to lay down our clothing or our branches today. He wants us to lay down our hearts. That's what he wants. He wants us to lay down our lives. That's what he desires. And we're only going to do that when we believe Jesus is real. We will only do that, we will only fully follow Jesus when we know how real Jesus is. When we know that it's actually worth it to follow him. There's a beautiful story that I just heard. And it was about St. John Paul II. It's one of the beautiful popes that we've had. And so Pope John Paul II was visiting the U.S., so he was in Baltimore. And towards the end of his visit, he decided that he was visiting the seminary in Baltimore, and after his visit, he said he wanted to pray in the chapel of the seminary. And so they had no idea that this was going to happen, and so they had to act very quickly and get everybody out of the chapel to make sure that it was just ready for the Pope. And so one of the things they did to prepare for this, if you didn't know, Pope John Paul II was uh, almost assassinated once. He was shot. And so after that assassination, the security was very tight around Pope John Paul II. And so what the security team did was they wanted to make sure that the chapel was completely empty, that no one was there. And so they brought in these trained dogs to sniff the place to make sure that no one was in the chapel. And so these dogs were trained so professionally to the point that they could sniff people who were hiding or even people who were under crushed buildings. That's how trained they were. So the dogs came into the chapel and they're getting ready for the Pope to come in and so they're sniffing around. And finally, the dogs get to the tabernacle. They stop and they start barking at the tabernacle. And they stop and they bark because that's what they were trained to do. That if they smelled a person, they were supposed to stop in place and just bark. They got to the tabernacle, they stopped, and the dogs barked because they sensed someone was real, a real person was in the tabernacle. My brothers and sisters, Jesus is real, He's really present. When we come to church, He's here. When we receive the Eucharist, he's within us, really within us. And so we need to follow him with all of our hearts, not just half of our hearts. Not allowing ourselves to be distracted by the world or living in our anger towards God or even our anger towards other people that doesn't allow us to love God completely. Jesus is real and he wants our love. This week that's coming up, is the holiest week of the year. How are we going to spend that week? I remember last year on Good Friday, there was a huge party that was going on, I think in Birmingham. It honestly hurt my heart. And I think this party was like put on by Chaldeans. That that's where we are in our community. That people think it's okay on Good Friday to go to Birmingham, to party, to eat, to drink, to get drunk, and we've forgotten who has died for us on that day. If your mother or father or your brother or sister died, 
What would you do every single year on the memorial of their day? Jesus is more than just a sibling. Jesus is more than just a parent. He's the one who has given his life completely for us. So I really challenge us and I encourage us to take this week seriously. Take Good Friday seriously. Make the sacrifices we need to make to show God how much he means to us and to show him how much we really believe in him and his presence. We are sitting with the realest person in the world. We have trust problems today because we think everyone around us is fake. We think everyone is fake. But we don't have to worry about that with Jesus because he's real and he really loves us. Amen.